Welcome to Namaste Radio. The intent of our programming is to increase awareness, inspire loving action, and ignite transformation and healing in our listeners, and through them, our world. Namaste Radio is brought to you by Namaste Publishing. Please join its interactive spiritual community. Communicate directly with authors, guest bloggers, and others like yourself who are spiritually seeking a better way of living. Connect, make friends, and be one with our new Namaste Global Community at namastepublishing.com. And now, please welcome your host for this hour, Marie Bernard on Namaste Radio, radio that will change your life. Hello, welcome to Namaste Radio. I'm your host, Marie Bernard. Thank you so much for being with us today. We have a very special guest on today's show, Mata Dalian. She is a healer, mystic, teacher, author, and founder of a new groundbreaking healing method, the Dalian Method, and she sees, reads, and hears your body's code. Her light speed method is transformative, immediate, and profound. She's also going to be speaking here in Vancouver at the Unity Church of Vancouver on Oak Street on October 26th. That's a Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Welcome to the show, Mata. Thanks for having me, Marie. I'm happy to be here. And am I saying your last name correctly, Dalian? Dalian, yes, that's fine. Wonderful. Okay, so I know we have a lot of callers up on the line already who are interested in speaking with you and, and hearing what you have to say about their life's code. So, Mata, as we start the show, can you tell us what it is when when you say seeing into your life's code? What is it that you do for a person? Well, first of all, let's uh, clarify the word code. Code basically means it's something that's been written. Um, on a blank screen. So the blank screen being your being, being your consciousness, um, and and then based on the experiences that we have, all those experiences and the conclusions we make about the experiences become the code, so to speak. In other words, they become imprinted in our body like a program. And uh, for uh, in order for us to come into a place of recognizing the being, recognizing the stillness, recognizing that infinite place of the presence in the moment here now, we need to actually go through what those imprints are, what the code is, and start slowly erasing them. And as we erase the code, um, erase those imprints, we gradually start falling almost instantaneously into the presence without much effort. So in a way, the work would be to recognize what that code is and start peeling those layers and deleting the programs, if you will. Wonderful. And I know that you are going to be speaking with callers today as well. Um, and in your, your talk on Tuesday, October 26th in Vancouver, you're going to be giving a demonstration. So is it the demonstration of how you are able to see into a life code or what kind of demonstration are you going to be giving? I'll be, I'll be giving a demonstration to indicate, to show people what exactly I mean by those thought forms that are imprinted in your body so that there is a recognition that this is what creates the block. Now I understand. Now I don't have to struggle with the block or um, the ego because all the blocks are based on the thoughts 
and emotions that we're identified with. And the identification with the thoughts and emotions is what creates the ego personality. And in order to start disidentifying from the ego, we need to first recognize it. And the more understanding we have, we have about the structure of what is this thing all about, the easier it will start to get for us to start disidentifying from, from the thoughts and from the emotions and from our beliefs. So what I will be demonstrating is basically that the thought forms that I would that are imprinted in a person's body and what happens once they are released and how the energy moves very freely um, immediately and my whole system is based on this principle which um, in a sense is a very direct and light speed way to get to see the ego to dis- associate with it to be able to witness it and then to recognize the empty still point within that is always um, healthy and is always present and it's always in consciousness. Beautiful. And Mada, your book is called In Search of the Miraculous Healing into Consciousness. So when you say healing, I mean, you're talking about clearing blockages, clearing thought patterns. So are you talking about emotional healing, physical healing, both? Uh, healing into consciousness for me is a process of peeling away the layers of unconsciousness and coming to a place of ultimate health, which is consciousness. In other words, health equals consciousness. So um, the book is more a a general overview of the development process of the ego and the development of process of the consciousness because um, ego is something that is useful and it's necessary to a point. And without the ego, it will be impossible to actually get to realize that we need to do something and find our way back home. So the ego it protects us. It it allows us to create a boundary. Um, it allows us to create the space around our energy where then we can focus inwards and do the necessary work to transform our unconsciousness into consciousness. So the book describes the the whole process of uh, first of all recognizing that the goal is to find the being, to find the infinite presence that never is, is never born and never dies and then the steps that we need to take to get there and um, there's different chapters um, in the book describing the development of ego and consciousness with the seven stages that it goes through the, ne- the necessity of healing the wounded ego into a healthy ego before it could be dropped because many people struggle with their wounds and they hear that ego is it's my enemy and that itself creates a problem because you cannot be in denial and be in presence um and the uh, there's another chapter surrendering to what is which will then allow um, an understanding to why we need surrendering and how through surrendering step by step we can ultimately come to a place of surrendering the ego. 
And that's why I call it healing into consciousness, because in order to surrender something, it has to be healed. So if if you're having um, memories that are associated with uh, traumatic experiences and you want to awaken, it's going to be very difficult because those memories are in, like the undercurrent in in the unconsciousness that continue sabotaging. So, Meta, is this why so many of us, we, we try to take on these affirmations or we say, okay, I'm going to stop these habits of negativity and I'm going to change the way I, I think and behave? And is it... Is it that old pattern that keeps bringing us back? Because so many of us, we we set out with that great intention of being positive, and then, you know, two hours into our day, we're having some kind of mini freakout. Exactly, exactly. That's precisely um, why affirmations have a limited um, effect. That's precisely so, and that's why with my method, I go into the unconscious, um, and. Um, I work with those sabotaging thoughts so um, by identifying them and by erasing them, by releasing them from the body. And, and the magic is that the moment they're released, they're like clouds that are released out of the mirror of your consciousness. So suddenly your consciousness is revealed. So imagine if there's lots of dust on the mirror. It's really hard to see. The moment you start cleaning the dust off, suddenly you see clearly your face in the mirror. Mm. Well, Meta, we have a, a full switchboard of people who are, are wanting to talk to you today. Can we take a call from someone? Absolutely. Okay, great. So from area code 602, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, this is Evelyn. Hi, can you say your name again? Evelyn. Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. Hi. Sorry, um, I, I'm just asking, Il, Il, Mata, what the, the process is when you, you speak with someone. Do you, are you able to they, look into someone's code over the phone? They can, they, uh, yes, I can, but uh, uh, the best way would be if someone will bring um, forth their question first, and I'll, I'll try to look to see what what is actually the issue within their energy, and at the same time, uh, give an explanation that could be helpful to other listeners as well. Okay, wonderful. So what's your question? Okay, well, I was going to do, like you said, what the code is, but uh, I guess I'm tired a lot, and I don't know if it's due to just life issues or if there's something else going on. Um, in your case, what I feel is the tiredness is coming because the fear is undermining it. So what happens if you're afraid about letting go and afraid about jumping into things and afraid to really let your energy be free because there's so many fears, so many concerns. If I do this, if I say this, what would happen? So those fears are what are, what are undermining your energy. And when, when the energy cannot flow freely, then you start feeling tired. So what you need to look at is what is your attitude toward life and what are the fears that are that are constantly running in your mind? Well, I guess the biggest fear is, you know, financially right now. That's right. So that, that's probably um, one of the 
fundamental fears that many, many people have and share. And the thing is, it's, we need to, what you need to do is in order to recognize that that fear is simply an illusion, you have to say to yourself, okay, if I die today, so be it. So the, ultimately, the fear of survival is the fear of death. Yeah? And if you recognize that sooner or later, I'm going to die. It's guaranteed. There is no way I will escape death. And let's be playful with it. Let's not really make it too serious. So, okay, if this is going to happen for sure, then let me find out who am I and let me find out what is that place inside me that is not going to die. Because the moment you find that place, all the fears will start dropping away. This is all it, all it means to be present. To be present means recognizing that part of you that never dies. Recognizing that every moment is fun and every moment is the way it's supposed to be. And it, and it changes all the time. And it can never stay stagnate, stagnant. It can never stay the same. Every moment is going to change. So to learn to surrender moment to moment is an absolute necessity on any spiritual path because that's that's the key to learn to look at things that you're holding on to and say, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath here and look at something that is stopping me from actually enjoying and being in this moment and see if I could take a risk and let that go and see what happens. So you need to experiment. Be a scientist of your own inner world. Yeah? Yeah. Because when, when you're, one of your fears are like financial, and then the other one would be, you know, trying to make a decision on a, cho- uh, a job change, but, you know, when you've got the benefits and all that with one job and you need it to venture off into another job, that kind of holds you back, too, and you're constantly going back and forth. Does, is that... That's true, and from- that, again... Very true. And that, again, happens because you don't know yourself and you don't know how to trust uh, that inner voice. You haven't contacted your inner voice. You're trying to make decisions with the mind, which is very limited. The mind's function, there's a whole chapter in my book about the, uh, about the mind and, and how the mind works. The mind works in a linear fashion. And it either works in the past or in the present. It can never be in the moment, in the present, a uh, past or a future. It can never be in the present. And all decisions that are existential, they come from the present. So if, if, if you cannot see that, okay, this is the mind, and let me go in and find my inner being where actually the right decision will come from my own inner knowing and intuition, and once it comes from there, there's no way nothing in the world can stop you because that decision is existential. It's not fleeting. It's not changing. It's something that comes from your inner awareness. So that's another reason why we need to do this this work of looking in and finding that the being inside is because unless we do that, we don't really have access to the power of the consciousness and intuition that we each have. So it's within you. It's not outside you. But the outside is, in a way, 
taking you out of your inner focus. So what will help you is to start taking the focus inwards and use some practical ways to do that. And um, in my experience, there's no way to come to that inner health and inner knowing without going through the layers of the unconsciousness. And we need to be prepared to go through the pain. We need to get, uh, be prepared to go through what the ego, um, as I say, the, the wounded ego that, that many times we try to avoid. So ultimately, the, the path to yourself is actually um, a lot of fun to go through. So most of the time people don't realize, they think, oh, this is hard work. It may seem like hard work, but the moment you start doing it, it's so exciting because every step you take toward knowing yourself, toward coming closer to yourself, is liberating. Suddenly it feels like a sky opens. And as a result, you also start feeling more grounded. And that's how you become a light unto yourself. So don't be discouraged. All I, all I would like to do is here point you to a direction of actually taking the steps to do some practical work. Mm-hmm. Um, and pra- by practical, I mean going to your energy. That's why I love, I love working with practical methods with people and active meditation methods. And um, that's why I put out my latest CD also with the No Yes Meditation, where actually all you have to do is say no, no, no for 30 minutes. And then you see how the sky opens. You can really feel that inner silence and presence where you could sit for 15 minutes. And then that authentic yes, where the vision comes that sees I am okay, I love myself, and I have the power, and nothing is lacking within me, comes in. And, and then you say 15 minutes. For 15 minutes, you say yes to that. And, and you see yourself shift. So it's really a shift in perception that happens as you do the inner energetic work. Okay. Well, it sounds like you need to check out the book and the the meditation. We're going to talk more about the the meditation coming up, too. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Take care. Are we ready to take another caller? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I have two people calling from all ones. Not sure exactly where you're calling from, so uh, please Say your name if you think it's you. Hello? Hello. Can you say your name? Uh, Tabitha. Tabitha. Hi, Tabitha. You're on the air. Uh, what's your question for Mata? Um, I want to know uh, if I got some trouble. Uh, I haven't been such a nice person. I know that, living my life wrong and everything. Um, are there lawyers, uh, is there some trouble coming up for me? Uh, what trouble coming up for you? Yeah, because I was talking to someone and they were like, um, like they see like lawyers or. I'm not sure of your question. Um, I think uh, I don't, Mata. You don't do like a psychic reading, do you? It's predicting the future. I think that's what Tabitha's looking for. Okay, well, I think, you know, what, what, what I'd like to say about this specific uh, situation is whatever is happening within us is what we attract from outside so we can learn our lessons. So if, 
uh, again here the the part of the programmed ego things well um I want not to have problems and I know I've done some bad things and I know that there's going to be consequences but I don't want the consequences so then the energy is spent into trying to fix something instead what you need to do is say okay um I've behaved in a certain way I know there's going to be consequences let me see what are the lessons in this for me whatever the consequences let me learn the lessons because once you learn the lessons a you will not be repeating the same behavior b the fear that of the consequences will not be there anymore because you will not attract situations like that so again whatever is happening within ourselves gets projected through the outside world Oscar Wilde said and I love using this quote over and over again the world is like a looking glass and it gives back to every man the reflection of their own face and why is this so because in in its com- ultimate compassion existence wants us all to learn and transform into freedom into love into consciousness into oneness so so instead of worrying about um lawyers or what's going to happen and the consequences take a step back to yourself and say okay let me understand why am i am i feeling this way why am i worrying why am i behaving this way why have i done these things and um let me see how i can become more conscious do you understand yeah but i mean i wasn't really worried about the lawyers it's just that i was talking to someone and they was like Tabby, some lawyers are going to I see. I just see lawyers, and I'm like, "What do you see lawyers for?" But she said it wasn't nothing bad. But she just seen lawyers, so I don't know. I was just seeing if maybe you had some kind of clarity on lawyers. I don't know, working for a law firm or something. I don't know. I think okay. Because I am looking. Because I'm looking for a job, so I don't know if it's going to be with, you know, in that field or what. Uh, what I would suggest uh, for you is again learning to trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're the, right about the that. Moment, <laughs> huh, the moment you start learning to trust yourself, um, everything will start coming to you without you worrying. So if if you are taken out of yourself and you rely on other people telling you this or that or the other. You're never going to find your direction. You're never going to find your own calling. And you're never going to be able to discover your own gifts. And obviously, if you don't know what your gifts are, you can't live them fully. And so the, the path will be to start trusting yourself, looking inside, so you can start finding out, okay, what am I good at? What is my gift? What do I want to share? But for that, you need to do some introspection. And like I said earlier, you know, just imagine a life spent in worries instead of a life spent in looking in, trying to see yourself, trying to find yourself. And as you do that, you start living more and you start rejoicing your life and celebrate your life more versus worry. And um, sooner or later, death comes and you... 
um, look back and, and you feel, oh, my God, I wasted my whole time here. Because, you know, it happened to me. I, I remembered some of my past lives, and I remember the life where I was an astronomer in China. And um, I remember how I, I was focused on trying to find the truth in the stars. And and I described this in the book as well, where uh, at the end of my life, I realized that actually I wasted my whole life. And the place to to really find the truth was to look inside. Wow, I think about that too. I feel like I'm like, wow, I'm wasting my life. I am wasting my life. I, I do feel like that. So stop wasting it. Start start yeah. doing the work. Look in. And and actually, I want to mention I have a, an eight week course coming up, online course, where we're we're going to be doing different active meditations and actually looking into this layers of the unconscious. So you might want to check it um check it on, on my website and, and have a look if that resonates for you and, and take the steps to start looking in. What is your website? Madadalian dot com. D A L I A N. Sorry, I've put it I on mean, the, the Blog Talk Radio page. Oh see I'm just listening to it on the telephone. <laughs> okay. It's M A D A D A L I A N dot com. I got it. All right. Thanks so much for your call, Tabitha. Thank Thanks, you. Tabitha. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. So it's interesting, Mata, how people call in um looking and blog talk is, is very popular for uh, psychics who who have shows and people call in to get predictive readings and I'm noticing that the pattern with people who call psychics for information is like your your past life of looking for answers in the stars. They're looking outside of themselves. They're looking for someone else to show them or someone else to give them the answer rather than clearing all of that, what's going on inside, and mm-hmm. finding answers within themselves. It's very true. It's actually... Um, it's our common problem, and I think it's there because our education system has never taught us to look inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we need to to relearn a lot of the things that we've learned in a way. And when I look when I look at children and when I work with children, it's amazing how much they know and how much in presence they are, and and gradually how they start unlearning what they already know, and, and, and then they have to work hard to get back to what state they were in when they were children. And every one of us has the wisdom. We all come with that you know, knowing, the wisdom that's, um, that's ever-present. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why yeah. uh, we have uh, the, nam- the new Namaste book by Dr. Shafali, The Conscious Parent, is coming out really soon, and she teaches parents how to co-create with their children how it's not a a relationship of you're going to do what i say because i know what's best it's it's growing and learning together both parent and child exactly and parents can learn so much from their children Mm -hmm. yeah Exactly. Well, there's such a, a gift, and and like you said, when when we focus so much as parents on on trying, all we're doing is pushing our patterns and our habits that we were taught by our parents and society, 
rather than, and then, you know, 30, 40 years later, we wake up and go, all of that was wrong. Now I have to unlearn all that so I can get back to where I was, the the presence I already had. That's right. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah, it's, in a way, it's a funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Very but, ironic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, like the Sufis say, un- until the fish is thrown out of the ocean, it does not recognize it lives in the ocean. So that's the story of human uh, condition, in a way. Definitely. Well, so, I- I'm yeah. really loving these calls. Um, I noticed that there's, I'm not sure if that's Tabitha still calling from all ones. There's also someone calling from area code 516. You don't have your hand up. So if you do want to get on the air, please press number one on your phone so we can uh, put you on the air to speak with Mata. So I wanted to ask you, Mata, about your meditation CD, because you have, it's it's a beautiful cover here, uh, the No Yes Active Meditation. And so you, you mentioned that it's just 30 minutes of you saying no, no, no? Yes. And then mm-hmm. yes, yes, how does that work? There's there's specific music designed for the the first part, the no, so it evokes the emotion. So anything we've been afraid to say no to, and and we know how many times we feel like saying no, but we say yes. Mm-hmm. So all that repressed emotion with associated with saying no is there in the body. So this allows for that to be released, and opens the space for the peace and inner window opens um, to the silence within. So you sit for 15 minutes and integrate that whole experience. It's it's very energetic. So everything I do is very scientifically energetic because uh, I've worked with people and uh, their energies and physically on their body for 15 years now. And I've seen over and over again how the moment those repressions are released the energy starts flowing it's like taking taking away the big rocks from the path of the river and as you take the rocks away suddenly the the flow happens very naturally and same thing for our within our energy and uh, once that happens and consciousness is revealed you can't go back into being identified with what you were holding on to that's the magic of consciousness. So then uh, in the CD, this gives you an opportunity to actually unclog the body with uh, from many repressions. And many times even um, some past life memories might come as well that needs to be released. And, uh, and then you start feeling that authentic yes toward life, that you can embrace life and you can surrender to it and you can say yes to everything that life life brings you instead of struggling with it. Beautiful. And and I'm curious, Mata, you mentioned past lives, and everyone seems to have different beliefs around whether we have past lives or not. Um, definitely there's. it's true that through, from an evolutionary perspective, we carry through our DNA all of the past lives of all of our ancestors. Um, so when you talk about past lives, are you talking about like one person having been Cleopatra in a past life and no one else has been that, or or are you talking more of a from a collective standpoint? Uh, when I talk about past lives, is basically we need to understand one thing: remembering past lives is not 
there for entertainment purposes. To remember past lives is necessary, and sooner or later every seeker comes to that point, because what what we see as we remember the past lives is the patterns that we carry over from previous lifetimes. Now, just imagine for a moment if you had only one lifetime to live. That would be a very poor life and a very poor existence. And it's impossible within one lifetime to transform the energy into consciousness. Like you said, evolution takes time. And evolution, transformation takes time because in order to actually reach the point of transformation, we need to go through some experiences. Experiences is how we learn through. Every experience teaches us something, and every experience brings a, a, an aha moment where suddenly we jump out of our identification and we go, aha, now I see something clearly. I become more aware. And uh, 60, 70, 80 years is not enough. So existence gives us many opportunities to come back to other incarnations to continue the journey. And the moment we fully recognize, the moment a person finds their Buddha nature, the oneness that we talk about, the moment a person experiences that oneness, they don't need to come back into a physical existence anymore because the learning becomes complete. However, until that happens, we keep coming back. And many times what happens is, and again, this this is not just a theory, um, I've remembered my own past lives, and in my work with people, many people have gone through their past lives, is whatever point that a person leaves um, at in their previous life, they come back with that awareness into the next body and take continue the process from there. So nothing really is lost. So nothing, everything is a continuity. They come back with that knowledge as children, and then it gets beaten out of them. <laughs> well, with that knowledge, society. yes, with that knowledge, and also with the experience of the the moment of their death. I can give you many examples where where peop- the pro- physical problems that people had in this lifetime were associated with the fear of death from the previous lifetime, mm. and the moment they went back. And that's the part of the unconscious that we have to go. The deeper we go into the unconscious, the higher we go into consciousness. So when people started going back into the memories of how they died and what they were afraid of and the fear of death, and it could be very paralyzing. Many people like to die unconsciously. And we know this. We, we like to sterilize death and we like to sedate people so they don't feel that they're dying. And it's almost like you, you're in a daze when you come back to another life. I remember this little boy that uh, was brought to me. He was nine years old and he had asthma since he was very, very young. And uh, when I looked at him, I said, do you believe in past lives? He goes, yes. So I said, that's good. So we're going to have to work with something that you have left undone that was hanging around in a past life. So as I started working with his energy, what was apparent that uh, when he was dying, he was ill, and he was afraid to ask for what he needed. And he, he basically came in, was very shy to ask for what he needed, and instead he kept coughing and he kept coughing. 
And the moment he saw that, the moment he released that, and the moment his consciousness said, oh, it's actually, I don't need to be afraid anymore. I can ask for what I need. The asthma was gone. Wow. So th- this is this is how powerful those codes or imprints are in our body. And that's what I work with these people all the time. So the moment this um, imprint is released and transformed, and the moment the person becomes conscious that, oh, this was actually, this is just an illusion, then the whole body goes back into health. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Uh, we have another caller on the line. Can we speak with the, the caller? Yes, go ahead. Wonderful. Okay, so from area code 516, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, my name is Sylvia. And I have Hi, a Sylvia. Hello. Um, I, um, I'm working on resolving my um, in regard weight. And it seems like every time I go forward, I go kind of step back. So I want to make sure I don't repeat that pattern. So appreciate any insight in regard to that. Okay, so you've been working with your weight, overweight. Weight. And weight. this is something I, I've had for over 25 years. And how old are you, Sylvia? I'm 39. 39, okay. And it started Where about you... five, five years old. I started to gain weight. Five years old. Yeah. Okay. What What's the issue here? Is your fear of your emotions? You're afraid of your emotions. It makes sense. So you hold back. Whenever emotions come, you're afraid of them. You're afraid of showing them. So you hold back, and then obviously you need to stop them. Mhm. So what you need to look at as the pattern uh, as you. Um, get as something emotional happens and you're afraid to express it. So what you need to do is you need to actually start expressing your emotions instead of holding them back. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm actually um, learning how to communicate more and, and express my vulnerability more lately. Okay, well, how about you just say out loud right now, I'm afraid to express my emotions. I'm just afraid say it out loud. I'm afraid to express my emotion. And and you have to take a deep breath because breath is a key here. It's we 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 suppress our emotions with breath and we need to go back and open the channel back again with breath. So you need to take a deep breath into your belly and and just try to go inside yourself and just authentically honestly say I'm afraid to express my emotions. I'm afraid to express my emotions. Mhm. Oh, I felt so the shift pro- right there. Yeah. That's right. The one thing that I'm really, really excited about is that in a few months um, I'll be um, releasing a self-help CD kit with my method, and this is something that actually helps people to identify their own suppressed thoughts, emotions, and allow them to to release them systematically through the whole body. So I've translated the method that I work directly with people into a self-help version. That's great. 
and and it's going to be very it, it's extremely powerful so look out for that and uh, you'll be surprised how quickly everything will start shifting great thank you yeah you're welcome thanks so much for calling in sylvia have a great day and this is i really love how we're with the callers i i think that there are so many other people who are listening who are resonating with the same kind of issues that are, are coming up. Um, and I want to put the number out there. If you would like to get on the air and speak with Mata today, we have just a, a few minutes left in the show. The number is one three four seven two zero two zero one two nine. That's three four seven two zero two zero one two nine. Please do press number one on your keypad uh, to indicate that you want to get on the air. If you're calling in three four seven two zero two zero one two nine. So, Mata, can you just you mentioned that you have a, a self help set of CDs coming out soon. Can you just tell us uh, what what that's going to be about and when it's coming out? Well, it's basically my method, which is my contribution to humanity. I feel very excited about it, and like I said, I've been. Working with it gradually, it, it sort of uh, revealed itself uh, to me as I started working with people. And originally, the setback was that only I, I was able to do that. Uh, obviously, there was one of me and many people who uh, were interested and wanted to have access. And I very strongly feel that it's the time now that each person needs to take their healing into their own hands. So everybody needs to come to a point of recognition that I have the power and I can help myself. And I don't need to depend on anyone. So that's basically my message and what I'd like to bring out to people's consciousness and give them a tool that they can work with to help themselves and and the um, magic of this whole thing is that the moment a person goes through the method and I just recently had another experiment with it in my um, intensive group with people who are participating in my intensive and the results were amazing so um, and I'd like to, to to bring this to more and more people where I feel a very quick transformation in consciousness can happen if we actually start doing something very direct and very practical. So as um, humanity, we're, we've come to that place of um, graduation from our old lifestyle. So we need to step into something new. And uh, in a new way of living and being, we need new methods. And this is going to be um, one of those uh, very powerful new methods that people can use. Beautiful. And again, your website is madadalian.com. That's M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N.com. And when is the, the set of CDs going to be coming out? Uh, the date is not quite set yet, but um, it's uh, it's very close, and I trust that it's coming out exactly when it needs to. So, Wonderful. yeah, oh, I'll let you know, Marie. Maybe we can have another conversation at that time. Yeah, that would be awesome. And speaking of of the timing, do you have any thoughts about? There's a lot of conversation about 2012. 
Do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. about 2012? Uh, yes. My main thought is that we will survive if we decide to take the step toward transformation. Because humanity is at a point now, uh, like I said, the old ways of living and being and behaving, uh, they're outdated. They cannot work anymore. And there's been a lot of suffering and pain we have created as a result of our unconsciousness on this planet. So um, the 2012 is an opportunity for those who are prepared to do the necessary work to transform and to wake up, to actually be the the pioneers of the new humanity. And the only way that new humanity can happen is by letting go of um, the outdated beliefs and ideas and things that that um, that have served their purpose, they've done what they needed to do. Uh, just like in personal uh, individual growth, when we learn something, we need to let go of what we've learned. We, we don't want to carry the whole baggage with us. So as humanity, we need to start letting go. And I think the breakdown of economy is forcing people to get to that step and uh, what's happening politically now is forcing people to get to that step of recognizing I don't have any power over anyone or anything um, outside of myself, but I do have power over myself and over what I choose to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And, and Meta, speaking of, of what we choose to do with our lives, you mentioned that the the work that you do is your your purpose and, and your gift to the world, and, and I'm wondering how how did you discover that? Um, well, originally, like everyone else, I I um, you know we come with the gifts, and then we forget we have a gift. So my gift as a child was to be able to read thought forms in people's energies. And uh, having having been a, an old soul, so to speak, who has been uh, searching to find the truth, to find who I am for many lifetimes, or searching for enlightenment for many lifetimes, my first interest was to find myself. So um, from age 24, I was fortunate enough to discover two great mystics of this um, century, Gurdjieff and Osho, and started doing Osho's meditations and um, went through my own inner search and left behind what I was doing in the world in terms of my um, uh, training in our, uh, education and architecture. And once I discovered, once I had that experience of what we call enlightenment, and recognized the whole illusion of the body, mind, spirit uh, combination. I realized the deathless me, the deathless um, part of the oneness that we talk about. In other words, that that I am not separate from the universe, and the universe is me, and that the essence of universe is joy, and creation arises out of joy, and. Nobody, including no thing, is separate. So, the, so the trees, the the earth, the uh, the furniture in your room, nothing is separate. It's all made of the same the same energy. 
So once once I came to that realization and once I stepped out of the ego, so to speak, then I came back, life gradually brought me back to the place of now that I've come to realize that the journey is the goal and there's nowhere to go but be here now, what am I to do in the here now? So then you sort of wait and go, okay, let's let's look inside and see what is it that needs to be manifested and expressed. And um, and then existence brings you the opportunities to to start developing what you need to develop. And I just happened to to participate in in a a workshop that was put together um, in India by an American woman, and that was basically to teach people how to heal with her method. She discovered uh, she worked with a method called Star Sapphire, and when when I I just went there to kind of play with it, and I discovered that I'm able to see everything that's going on in a person's unconscious. So that was the the reconnection with my childhood ability, and and then I thought, well, this is interesting. I'd like to explore this more, and then I started working with people, and as I started working with people, I realized the limitations of that method, and how it brought you to a certain point, and then it didn't continue. And so then I started exploring to see how I can actually take it further, and. My goal being to bring people to the point of their recognition of their true nature. So um, if if you want to categorize me as a healer, you can say I'm a healer who who likes to bring people to point of enlightenment, not just fix a problem. Mm. So so with that, um, it took it took me several years to to explore, and I tried different things and. Um, I started writing about it, and my actually my my book, second book, will be all about the process how I discovered this method, uh, which is already written, and it was going to be my first book, but then I switched the order, and this In Search of Miraculous became the first book. So, so with that, um, I was myself amazed at the quick transformation that was happening in in people's energy and people's body, and and the more I started working with it, the more it refined and fine-tuned to a point where it's a system now that goes through the body and it needs to go back and forth several times to different parts of the body in order to unclog the whole body of the belief systems. And and it's a process of layer after layer after layer. So, in other words, it saves you hours and hours and hours and maybe even years of doing counseling work or doing uh, other types of um, energy healing work. So it just does everything in a very short one-hour time. And the reason is I feel that, like I said, we're ready as humanity to step into the 21st century and we need 21st century methods. Everything that we've done perhaps has prepared us this step in our in our existence and we need to embrace the even the thought that we are powerful beyond imagination we don't really need to depend on anyone we can actually take our own healing into our own hands and with that is how a person also learns responsibility 
Because responsibility means ability to respond. And it's not imposed. Anything imposed from outside is not responsibility. The moment you recognize, I can do this. I don't need to depend on anyone. Suddenly, your loneliness drops. Suddenly, your insecurities drop. Suddenly, your fears drop. Suddenly, that whole paradigm of looking at yourself with the eyes of I need and I'm afraid and I'm insecure becomes actually laughable. You go, was I the one thinking all that? So, Mata, I'm, I'm curious, and I'm curious for myself as well as, as for the listeners, because I, I hear you saying about the the feelings of that you you don't need to have any fears or, or insecurities, and, and those those clear present moments. And for me, I experience those moments um, sometimes, often, sometimes, occasionally, and then I fall back into that, then the next day I'll be insecure again and not able to, to follow through with those visions of, um, I, don't, I don't know if greatness is the right word, but just positive impact on the world, positive impact on my life, the, the dreams and aspirations that I have um, when I'm seeing clearly are completely different than what I feel like I'm able to do when I kind of go back into that that shell of that wounded ego and and so i'm wondering what is it that i mean can you see within me what is it that's keeping me kind of going back like like with your meditation the no yes no yes yes mm-hmm. i can do it then the next day no i don't know if i can do it what what is what in 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 your case what can help you is if you drop your attachment to an outcome mm-hmm. it's like you needing to have this outcome all the time. So there's an attachment to needing to be in that place of stillness all the time. And the mind judges then, oh, I I slipped out and now I'm not there anymore. And instead of keeping the attachment to wanting to be in in that space of, of stillness, as you said, once in a while that you experience, try to look at, okay, what is preventing me from being in the stillness? And that's the work. That's the real work because because it's like, why do you think people are getting get attached or attracted to substances such as marijuana? So they the, the plant gives them a sense of divinity, and then people get attached to it because they want that space to happen again and again and again. But the the role of the plant is just to give you the experience so that you know as a human on the on the planet there's something more to being a human than you know of so here you had the experience now be wise about it and start discovering that same space of divinity within because you are the divinity and then we get attached to something outside and we don't really realize that the work the true work is to actually look at what prevents me from being in this space of divinity, being in this space of stillness. And the moment you start looking in the right place and doing the right work, then those um, old ideas start dropping away. Because all it is, is is the old ideas that you believe in, but you don't even know that you're believing in them because they're in your unconscious. 
and thank God for those few moments of stillness and silence. So now you know that there exists, and you know that within those moments of stillness and silence, there's no problem whatsoever. Yes? So now don't be attached to it. Let that go. <laughs> don't be attached to it and rather say, okay, I want to discover myself. I want to explore. I want to see what else is there within my unconsciousness so I become more conscious. I want to see what's, what's, why am I getting so attached? Why do I want more, more of this? So it sounds like what you're saying is that when we fall back into to those patterns of, of insecurity or, or whatever it is that, that we're feeling, rather than saying, no, I don't want to feel this, this is the wrong way to feel, to kind of look into it and say, okay, what, where is this coming from? Bingo. Very good. Wonderful. Ha ah, ha, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for being on this show today, Mata. I'm wondering if there's there's anything that you would like to add as we close the show. Oh, God, there's there's so much to, to say. The, the main thing I would like to say is don't be afraid to jump into... The, the parts of you that you haven't been wanting to look at. So, so whoever's listening, it, this is how you're going to discover yourself because there's no other way to know yourself. It's not like uh, by some magic that you sit by the side of someone who has realized themselves that you're going to realize yourself. It's helpful, but it doesn't, it, the, the, the joy of discovery cannot be compared. To uh, it's it's just imagine if you were looking for treasure and you discovered it. Just imagine the joy of you finding that treasure versus you're sitting in your living room and somebody brings you something. You just take it for granted and you're not even going to appreciate it. So so then be the explorer. Find the treasure that's already inside you. And, and the joy with that, that's where then you can actually share the same joy of discovery and, and encourage other people to go on the same discovery themselves. Oh, beautiful. Well, we could talk all day about this, but we're, we're out of time. Um, I just want to say the name of your book is In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness. Your website is com. Your wonderful meditation CD is No Yes Active Meditation, and you are going to be speaking, if anyone is listening locally from Vancouver, B.C., you're going to be speaking at Unity of Vancouver on October 26th. That's a Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Tickets are $25, and is the best place to get them is where at Banyan Books. Banyan books, uh, yes, and uh, I also just um, had a had a thought that I, I'll be in California on the 14th of October, and I have another talk there um, in Novato, California. Um, oh, so the the um, the schedule, uh, my schedule of events would be on my website. The schedule of events, there's a a calendar, so uh, the dates and the information is there as well. Wonderful. And again, your website is Madadalian, M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N.com. And so, California, where else do you travel? Um, uh, let's see. What else do I have coming up? Yeah, uh, this year, I think that's 
that's um, about it where I'm traveling. Um, uh, people can also hear me on um, on internet. Seems to be quite popular these days. Just uh, uh, yeah, and it's it's a really beautiful tool. And I thank you very much for having me on your show. It's been uh, it's been very sweet talking to you. And next year I'll be in um, Omega. That's July. I have a workshop at Omega Institute in New York. Oh, wonderful! And uh, whatever else is coming, it's always being updated. My schedule of events, so it will be there. And the website about which has a little bit more information about the book is uh, healingintoconsciousness.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Mata, for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure. It's so uplifting and exciting to speak with you, so thank you. Thank you, Marie, for having me. Thank you. Be well. And namaste. Yeah. Namaste. Okay. Namaste. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, that was so wonderful. So, again, the, her website is com, and it is on the main blog talk page for this specific episode if you need the URL. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you to everyone who called in. It's been such a pleasure to serve you. And if you have more questions about consciousness, presence, stillness, please visit namastepublishing.com. You can join our free global community. Again, the website is namastepublishing.com. There are blog articles. There are videos, podcasts. Anything that that you need for your spiritual development, namastepublishing.com is where it all starts. So hope to see you there, and we will speak with you next week. Be well. Namaste.